what is going on people this is your man hendo here and this is intentional grounding on the road pod um sorry that it's been a minute since i've seen you i know it is august 11th 11 days in a month and this is my first live stream on my channel i do apologize for that life has been lifing and you know a week ago at this time we had the roundup meet and greet so it has been a busy week been a hectic week um just trying to get things straight and situated before I jump back in it and get this stuff rolling. So here we are. Going to talk some Ravens. Going to talk some other things possibly, you know. Um, trying to plan a great show. You know, I've been, I've been, I, was, I had the show set up on Monday for some reason. And just things have gotten in the way and I wasn't able to do it until today. And the show was kind of dope. Like my shows are dope in the shower. Like when I'm taking a shower, the thoughts, the dialogues, the conversations that I have, it's a really dope show. Just when I get on camera, I forget it all. I forget all that I was thinking, all that I was, all of my talking points, everything that was going to go on in the show. And maybe it was because me and hip hop, we kind of neck and neck in the race for years. Not saying that I'm old, just saying that, you know, I'm kind of up there in life, but, you know, try to have a dope show for y'all. Hope you, hopefully you all can enjoy what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about something. I know it's going to get some people's panties in a bunch. I know some people are going to get in a little tizzy, but this is just, it's, it's a scenario. It's just something for us to think about. We'll speak about it later on, but, you know, let's jump in here. Pay some bills first, because like I said, this is the first stream of the month, and Shout out to my man, Marcus Payne, with the $10 tip. He said for the great time at the meet and greet, thanks. And I appreciate you for showing up. I appreciate everybody that showed love, came out and supported all of us. It was a really dope time. Um, told Brian the other day, I really wasn't nervous being in a room full of strangers, speaking. Felt quite comfortable. You know, the love was real. The people were real. Like, the energy was amazing. And... Beforehand, you know, I kind of went in thinking, man, I'm not doing this anymore. But it was actually an outstanding time. I really loved it. And especially encouraging words that happened afterwards for the people that heard some of the things that I had to say and said that I motivated them. Never expected any of that, but it is what it is. So shout out to you, Marcus, for showing up, supporting the channel, everybody else. Also, got a couple shout outs here. Shout out to Yolanda B, who won the June loyalty points. She was loyalty point winner for that month. Shout out to you for always supporting. And last month's loyalty points winner was my man, Ferris. Ferris came through. He actually flew in from uh, California to hang out with us. Shout out to you for being last month's loyalty points winner. So I do believe that this month I'm going to have to do some extra live streams to kind of catch up for these past 11 days that I have not allowed everyone to kind of get their points in to win their prizes. Um, hopefully everybody's happy with their prize. I don't know, but we're going to make up for it one way or another. Also, um, I'm thinking, I don't know. I mean, y'all let me know uh, the interest level. We're, we're going to try this again. Let me know the interest level of, I'm thinking about actually hosting a stadium tour for the Ravens before the first game. You know, myself, possibly Lunch Break Hot Take, possibly OTR Mike, and whomever else 
that streams is in the area. Hopefully they can come through as well. So let me know if y'all are actually interested. <laughs> if y'all actually interested in doing a stadium tour, because listen, one way or another, whether you're there or you're not, I'm actually going to do this tour myself because it looked pretty dope when I saw it on screen. All right, let's jump in here and see who we got up in here. Of course, first, we got Brandon Bazell. Appreciate you for dropping through and supporting the channel. We got Megan. Megan says, hey, just grabbing a coffee because I woke up and I'll be right back. And then she's come back. Shout out to Australian, the land down under. Appreciate you for always dropping through and supporting everyone. We got Osmond. What's going on? How you feeling? Who else we got? Mr. J. What's going on, son? Raven76. Rico, DDSQ, what's going on? My man, Brodney, you already know. You know before anybody know Brodney, you know what's up. I'm here doing the stream, trying to trying to catch up on my work, so to speak. We got Yolanda B in the house. She said, good evening, Rogue family. What is going on? All right. Is that everybody? Did we get everybody? Yeah, I think we got everybody. All right, so we're going to jump into these topics. I want to talk a little bit about the Baltimore Ravens. And what they've got going on. And like I said, I had most of this plan. What's up, Jose? I had most of this plan earlier in the week. So some of this stuff, I'm going to have to go off the cuff and adjust it midstream because I didn't have a whole bunch of time to prepare all of this. But the first topic that we're going to jump into is going to be Baltimore Ravens and their offense. Hmm. Do you think that this is possibly an area of concern with this team? Because uh, this time last week, you know, a lot of us were kind of in our feelings Friday and Saturday. The offense didn't have a particularly good day. I know John Harbaugh kind of slid a couple points under the table to help them kind of win the scrimmage, but the offense just was not looking good. Then Saturday came and the quarterbacks threw nine interceptions. I know it's a lot of interceptions. People went crazy and just figured, hey, something's really wrong with these quarterbacks. Something's wrong with this offense. Not to mention that, you know, they were just practicing third and long. So there was no down after that. So, of course, you're going to try to pick up the first down. You're just going to chuck it up. You're going to see if your receiver can make a play. You're going to see, you know, what you have going on. So I just don't think that that was much of anything. That was much to do about nothing. But as a whole, you know, we've had – some some line concerns, as uh, as Yolanda said, we had some line concerns, and Lamar Jackson got a little bit frustrated. Like he, Mark Andrews, they started getting frustrated. Lamar punted the ball several times in frustration, and we know our quarterback doesn't get highly emotional. Like he doesn't really let his frustration show. And those days he did. So my question is, do you all feel like? This is an area of concern. I know we have a new offensive coordinator. I know we have new pieces coming into the fold. You know, there's got to be some continuity that has to come through. So do you think that this is a problem? Because Monday came and Tuesday came and all the quarterbacks look sharp. Um, I'm not sure after Tuesday, but there were no interceptions thrown those first two, Monday and Tuesday, those first two days of practice. Nobody threw an interception. Lamar looked exceptionally sharp all week. Odell Beckham was out there cooking, catching deep balls, just showing everybody what a real number one wide receiver should look like. Now, the only thing that I have not seen or I've yet to see is Zay Flowers get deep. He and Lamar kind of aren't on the same page when it comes to the deep ball. I think it's going to come. So what's going to happen? Because tomorrow night the Baltimore Ravens play their first preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, 
how long are the starters going to play? Are they even going to play? I know John Harbaugh came out and said that if you're a starter, you're not going to play, but there may be certain pieces, certain people that are going to get a little bit of time. My thing is, if they're not going to play, if it's not now, when? Um, the second preseason game is supposed to be a tune-up game, but my thing is I want to see them actually go up against the Eagles. I want to see them go up against a Super Bowl participant, a team that I know is like that because they're going to be playing some starters. Um, they're going to be playing some guys that were injured last year. They have some new pieces that they're coming through. They may play for a series or two. I just want to see this offense get out there and show what they have against real competition. I'm tired of seeing them battle against each other. People saying this guy looks decent. People are saying that guy looks amazing. Of course, you're playing the same people. We've got injuries throughout the team. So how is it that they look good? I want to see them go against real competition because week one is going to be here before you know it. I know it's the Houston Texans and everybody think that that's going to be just an easy win. But listen, same thing was said last year about the New York Jets. Jets came in. We were like, man, Joe Flacco's playing, playing quarterback, teams in a flux. They got all these new pieces, and it wasn't an easy win. Like, this is the NFL. They're all professional. So I just want to know how long is the offense going to be out there? When is the first-team offense going to be there and play? Because apparently things haven't been going as well as we had hoped. And to this point, they brought back the wristband. They brought back the wristband. What's going on, Flock Nation? Appreciate you for dropping through. So we know at the beginning of the training camp, uh, Todd Munkin has taken out Big Ridge. What's up, man? Um, they had taken out the wristband off of Lamar. They just wanted him to go in. And I think it was more of a learning experience. It was a trial period where he felt like it would be easier for Lamar to learn the plays if he actually physically had to learn it instead of having a cheat sheet on his wrist. So they brought the plays back. I don't know if that kind of coincided with the offense playing a little bit better, having the plays on, on the quarterback's arm. I really can't say. I just know that. This week has been a lot better for the offense. So my question is, which one do we have? Do we have a great offense? Do we have a social offense? I don't know because we've seen both sides of that coin. And I thought that tomorrow night would be a good parameter, a good measuring stick to speak of how these this offense would look because the Eagles are loaded on defense. And they got some young guys. They got the uh, the Georgia Bulldog defense coming through. And I wanted to see what our guys can do. So – like I said, Odell looks good. Laquan Trevor looks good. He's fighting for a roster spot. Um, Zay Flowers is Zay Flowers. They call him the – he got the new nickname, the human joystick from uh, Dante Hall from the Kansas City Chiefs, if you know, you know. But my thing is they're going up against a secondary that hasn't been producing too well because they've been hurt. We've had a lot of injuries that we've had to deal with. So to me – is this also cause for concern? Is the cornerback room something that we need to worry about? Now, I know J.K. Dobbins is not playing. I know that Rashad Bateman, which is a boost, he actually returned to practice this week, which is a big boost for this offense. Hopefully he can stay healthy for the whole season. But this defensive backfield, um, do y'all feel like we can get by without it? I'm not the kind of person that says, I told you so. Like, I'm not that guy. I don't. I don't walk, I don't go through life telling people I was right, even though 99.99% of the time I am right. I don't go around telling people that. So, secondary, we have Trayvon Mullins out, we have Arthur Millet out, Rocket Sinners out for an undisclosed, un undetermined uh, amount of time. Uh, Pepe Williams, Pepe Williams was just carted off the field yesterday. And, you know, we don't honestly know what we're getting from Pepe because 
he was born with wheelchair in his DNA. Like he has handicapped his mitochondria. So we don't know how long he's going to hold up for a season because it didn't happen last year. So far, he came into the offseason injured. So how do we expect him to kind of perform going forward? Um, Marcus Peters, he tried to wait for us. Marcus Peters sat back in the house. I know Brownie likes to make fun of it, but he sat back in the house. He had an offer for the Raiders from the Raiders. And he was like, oh, I'm waiting on a, I'm waiting on the Ravens because somebody's going to go down. Like just throughout our history, you can't blame Steve Saunders because well before Steve Saunders got here, we've had injury after injury where we had Frank Walker, Melvin. What is it? Rasan Melvin. Like we've had cornerbacks that we just had to throw into the fray. So what are we going to do about this defensive backfield? I don't know. Um is there anybody out there that we can sign? I know there are high hopes for Jalen Armour Davis. I know that we think that he can be the player that that we we hoped he could be when we drafted him in the fourth round just because he played at Alabama. Um, all we have is Marlon Humphrey. All we have is Marlon Humphrey and a bunch of guys coming off the stockpile. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's excited. Jamal Adams, uh, Jamal Adams can't stay healthy. Jamal Adams is a talent, Megan. He's a talent, but he just can't stay healthy. I wouldn't sign him because I don't know. So also, what does this mean for Kyle Hamilton? I didn't think about that. What does this mean for Kyle Hamilton? Is now he is he going to now have to play the slot role and be taken out of his safety spot? Like, it's just so many moving pieces because <laughs> we don't know. Uh, what they're going to do back there. And yeah, Jose, Jimmy Smith is available. And unfortunately, Jimmy Smith might be, might be our most healthy cornerback. And that's kind of like oxymoron right there. Like that's, that's some weird, that's some irony for you. I mean, if he's in shape, because I was watching TV today and they asked a couple of guys, say, hey, if you had a chance to play in a Super Bowl in two weeks, coming off the street, would you be able to do it? They said, no, nah, the game's too physical. So if Jimmy Smith hasn't been in, working out or just doing kind of drills, it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of weird for him to do it, but I'll take him. Like, I think he's still better than 90% of the guys we have on the roster. And I tried to tell you, Marcus Peters was the guy. We should have kept him. We should have signed him. We should have did what we needed to do. But unfortunately we did not. All right. Next up, the Panthers, Carolina Panthers. They signed Justin Houston. Like, this hurt me to my core. This, this hurt me to my heart. Um, Justin Houston, not only was he last year's sack leader, he was, I think, the emotional heartbeat of the defense, outside of Marcus Peters, of course. I think Marcus Peters just kind of hypes the whole team up. And I think that's something that we were missing on, on the Ravens for the past several years because um, Mark Ingram used to be that guy. And I think uh, Peters – did try to be that person. And Baker says, well, why do we get rid of Peters? We got rid of Peters because John Harbaugh is a beta. He's a beta coach, and he does not like strong personalities. I know a lot of people want to say, oh, you don't know that. Uh, you're just guessing, and you just don't like him. No, it's been proven. That was the whole purpose of the mutiny in 2012. We had a bunch of strong personalities, and they told Coach Harbaugh, bruh, we're not practicing this much. Like, we know what we're doing. Like, you came into a situation with a veteran team where we know how to take care of our bodies. We know the plays inside and out. We got each other. 
we're not going to do everything that you say. So we had the mutiny. And after we won the Super Bowl, the year, he said, listen, all these strong personalities, y'all got to go. Anquan, and people keep saying, oh, Anquan costs like $4 million. Yeah, a number one wide receiver that we have been searching for for years. We finally have one that leads us to a Super Bowl. And we sit there and say, nah, you know, that four million is a little bit too expensive. You know, we paid Joe all this money. We can't afford to keep him. But once again, even back then, even before EDC, we still prioritized the defense and we kept the defense going and we always paid money for them. All right. Shout out to Limited Energy Drink. Appreciate the $25 donation. It says the meet and greet was a blast. Thank you, gentlemen. Go Ravens. Thank you for showing up and showing us love. Appreciate you donating to the channel. And you, your loyalty points shall be added. Now, if you want to know how you can get loyalty points as well, all you have to do is just come in and watch. Just watch me. Comment. You can donate it if you like. You don't have to donate to win. If you do these things, if you answer certain questions that are given out in the community tab throughout the month, if you become a patron, if you sign up to the Patreon, if you subscribe to the channel, all of these things are going to get you loyalty points. And at the end of the month, you get a prize. And it's not going to be some bum prize. It's going to be a nice prize. And we still have the giant month. Like, we don't know. Well, I know which month it is now. But there's one month where we're going to give out a grand prize. A grand prize that's better than all of the rest. I have not figured out what the grand prize is going to be, but it's going to be three times better than what I normally give out. So these are the ways. These are the ways that you can get your loyalty points. I got you, Megan. Yes, you did. You just resigned up for that. And I have your loyalty points down. I just needed to do a stream to get everybody's name in here because I didn't know I didn't stream all month. Yeah. All right. So back to Justin Houston. Sack leader. Heart of the defense. Um, I don't know what it is about the Baltimore Ravens and why they feel like they can just sit. They, they take the sit and wait, wait approach. They do this during the draft every year. They did that last year when they drafted Kyle Hamilton. They feel like we're the only people that want these certain players. Nobody's going to touch them. We'll sit back, wait till, you know, the end of the run and say, let's go grab him. Justin Houston tried. He waited for as long as he could. He's like, yo, I love the city. I love the organization. I love the players that I play with. I'll wait around for the Ravens, he, and he may even take less to be with the team. But the Ravens being the Ravens said, nah, we're only going to call you if we need you. Like, if, if there's an injury, we'll be fine. We're going to go young, and I understand it. Like, you, you have to start playing these draft picks. You can't continuously have 10 to 12 draft picks a year and not play them. Like, you can't continue to just draft people, cut them, trade them. You have to let them play. But I would have thought that history being the greatest teacher – we would have learned from last year because the same thing happened last year. We went into the season and the rest of us, not some of you people, but us, we clamored. We said, hey, Rashad Bateman is not going to be enough of a wide receiver. And all we heard was, you don't know what you're talking about. We got Prochet. We got Bateman. I mean, we got Wallace. We got Duvernay. We got all of these young guys. They need to cook. And we said, well, what happens if Bateman goes down? We're going to be in a lot of trouble. Ah, you don't know what you're talking about. It's crazy. So what happened? Bateman's goes, Bateman goes down, and now we're in a flux. So the very next year, we're going to try the same exact thing, but on the defensive side. We really don't know what always going to give us. No shade. Yolanda, I don't want no problems. Um, we don't know what a job is going to give us. We hope and pray. Now, I've seen all of the stats. I've seen all of the tweets. I've seen everything that they've shown about how they put uh, Aiden Hutchison 
and a job up next to each other with their college stats. NFL ain't college. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And Aiden Hutchinson wasn't injured. That's another thing. We don't know if Ajabo is going to be the player that he was at Michigan. So we can only hope and pray that he comes in and gives us the pass rush that we need. So why not go and get a proven guy a la a Justin Houston? He costs $7 million, $6 million guaranteed with the availability to make up to $7 million. Why not do it? Like, I don't understand. Why let him get away like that? You know you wanted to bring him back. Now, I know a lot of people are sitting there, especially Big Reg. He's, you know, he wants to bring back JPP, and JPP played hard. I get it, but I need the guy that leads the team. I need the guy that's going to teach Ojabo. I need the guy that's going to teach Owe how to be better players. So, you know, I think the I think the Ravens kind of, you know, dropped the ball on that one. What's up, Coach? How you feeling? Welcome to the stream. Danity, what's going on? Yes, indeed. Welcome to the stream, everybody. Don't forget to hit the like button. And if you have not subscribed, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. We have goals over here. We have things that we want to do. Chocolate Lady Camp is in the house. What's going on? How you doing? So, yeah. So, um, a lot of times when there are certain actions, there needs to be reactions to these things. So, with us not signing Justin Houston, what had to happen? We had to bring in somebody else. Now, all offseason long, I've been begging. I'm like, listen, listen, Unique Ngakwe, he's out there. Leonard Floyd, he's out there. Like there are certified bona fide players that get it done, that can get the job done. And we just sat back once again and said, eh, we'll wait and see what comes to us. You know, we'll stick the paper up on the wall and just hope something sticks to it. And we'll go with that. So now that everybody's gone, the only guy that's really left out there is Jadavion Clowney. Now, I know a lot of people are down on Jadavion Clowney. They don't feel like he is what he was supposed to be. Yes, he was a number one overall pick. Everybody expected a Hall of Fame. Uh, appreciate the code. Everybody uh, uh, expected a Hall of Fame career out of him. It has not been. But. I don't think that Davion Clowney is is as bad as a lot of people said. A lot of people are like, man, we don't want him. He's a bum. Like he can't get it done. He ain't. He's not what everybody thinks. Well, I'm here to say mm, you might be wrong. It's, it's a possibility that you might be wrong because um, in Jadeveon's career, he has 43 career sacks. 43 career sacks in his career, and he's had he's missed some seasons. He's missed some games because of injury. Now. Jadeveon has 43 career sacks. The Ravens have 32 eligible players that could sack the quarterback, 32. Out of those 32 eligible players, the Ravens have 86 sacks, career sacks between the team. That's still left on the team. So you have 32 people with 86 sacks. You have Jadeveon with 43. One man consists of half of your full team, and you're saying that he isn't good enough to play? He isn't good enough to be on his team. Like, beggars can't be choosers. You waited till the last minute. You started scraping the bottom of the pan and hope there was still some meat left. Pause. And this is what you come up with. And now people want to turn their noses up at him. Like, I, that's something that I don't get. I don't get it. So let's look at this. So uh, from 2022, let's look at some of Jadeveon's grades. In the NFL, he was fat. He was fifth in run defensive grade at 74.3. He was third in tackling grade, which is a big one for me because, you know, we miss a lot of tackles. He was eighth in pass rush grade, sixth in defensive grade overall, and 13th in snaps. Now, that is for all the players in the NFL with a minimum 
of 100 snaps. Now, to me, throughout the entire NFL, those look like pretty good grades to me. Pretty good grades to me. Now, full if we take his numbers and kind of adjust it for the Ravens and we only put in defensive line and edge rushers, look what we got here on the Baltimore Ravens. He would be first in run defensive grade, first in tackling grade, third in pass rush grade, third in defensive grade overall, sixth in snaps on the team. These are like darn good numbers for a guy that we can get on a cheap that we know can play. We know he can set the edge in the run. We're still not sure with OA if he can actually set the red, set the edge. Now, like it says, it's worth saying that Justin Houston had 423 snaps in 15 games, while Jadeveon had 497 in 12, which means he plays. I know there's a knock on him. I know that people don't want to keep him around. But listen, he is a lot better than what we have. I'm just saying. I don't know if I said what's up to my man, Dre. What's up, Dre? Shout out. Hope you feel better better yeah so listen beggars can't be choosers and like you said what more does he have to do with numbers like that listen Baltimore Ravens fans are spoiled we feel like we don't need any help we're good we got two young guns and Tyus Bowser and that's another thing we don't know what's wrong with Tyus Bowser or at least I don't know what's wrong with Tyus Bowser and I don't know when he's coming back he is an outstanding player he is one of the guys that we use to blitz cover do a lot of things he covers up a lot of mistakes that are made in the middle of that defense, but he's out. He's another guy that's hurt that we did not replace. I would have loved to have Leonard, Leonard Floyd. I mean, we could have got Leonard Floyd and Yannick Ngakwe, so that's just me. You know, I'll take his 43 career sacks and, you know what I'm saying, hopefully make this team better. But later on, but just coming up in a few seconds, I got a trade idea. I got a trade idea. Trade idea. It's crazy. But it might help. I know a lot of y'all, like I said, y'all going to be like, man, you got your mind. This could never happen. This ain't Madden. But if you think about it, if you think about it, it might be something that is uh, <laughs> well worth the money and worth the time. Now, also this week, like I said, this this was planned for the other day. And I just kept I had to keep pushing it forward. So I just had to keep adding stuff. So if some of the stuff y'all have already seen, just know. I'm sorry. All right, so the Baltimore Ravens also this week, they've signed Broderick Washington to a three-year, $15.75 million extension with all four years in total. is four years, $17.5 million. Um, to me, Broderick Washington, I think this is, is this a good signing? Do y'all think this is a good signing? Do y'all, is this something that y'all like? I don't, I don't know. It's like me purposely, I think he's a good player. I think that he is our most underrated defensive lineman. I think he's our most consistent defensive lineman, and that's even with Calais Campbell being here. Um, he's he's young. Hmm. I, I do like it, and I don't like it. So I like the sign because you're locking up young talent. You're locking up young talent at a cheap price. But, but I love seeing players get paid. I love seeing all players get paid. I don't care if I don't like them or I like them. I love seeing players get paid. But there's something about letting a player play on his contract year that he balls out. And I just think that, I don't know. I just think that, uh, I don't know. I don't, I just think if we'd have let him play and earned it, he may have balled out even more. But sometimes that, that money motivates certain people. Like if I got paid money, I would like to justify 
being worth the contract that they gave me, but just it's not the same for everybody. So that leads us to speculate. What are they going to do with Justin Matabike? Like, how do they feel about him? Do they feel like he's better or just that Roderick Washington may have come cheaper? I'm not sure. What's up, Ron? Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm good with locking up the player, but they could have done that after after the season. Yeah, man, I don't I don't know what they could have done. But hey, they locked they locked some they locked him up. Um, because if he'd have balled out this year, he would have priced himself out of Baltimore, like plain and simple. Like if he'd have balled out, he's a solid player. Like he may be our best defensive lineman. I could be wrong, but hey, I just like to sign in for the simple fact of a lot of people forget during Project Washington's rookie year, he got arrested and charged. Felony, misdemeanor. A destruction of property case like we don't the ravens don't keep players like that around i thought once that came up once those charges came up i thought the ravens would be like mm, you have violated our standard for personal conduct you're gone luckily luckily we kept them so i mean is this is this a sign of times is this uh the changing of the guard is this where the ravens kind of let certain things slide under the rug and look at talent versus being tainted off the field i don't know jay says robert quinn called nassib mario addison are still out there you don't have to get clowny i mean you don't but i mean listen robert quinn he's a beast he's a little on the older side and he likes getting sacks that's his thing called nassib mm, he couldn't make it on bad defenses mario addison is decent it doesn't have to be clowny but i just think clowny is the best of the rest you know what i'm saying i just think he's the best one out there all right so now it's time to get to this trade don't kill me like i said this is just something that i was sitting there thinking i would watch tv i'm listening to certain things and i'm like hmm this is a it's it's, it's a small possibility but it's a possibility nonetheless but i'm just like hmm welcome Fantasy Island. Welcome to Fantasy Island. And my fantasy, this is my fantasy trade, and it could happen if, 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 if we were to pursue it enough. And that is trade for Chris Jones. Hallelujah. I know you're going to say, man, this ain't Madden. We ain't got the money. Listen, Chris Jones wants to be one of the highest paid defensive tackles in the league. He doesn't want to be the highest paid. He knows that he's not going to make more money than Aaron Donald. He knows this. But the crazy part for me is Kansas City's general manager, Brett Veach, this man went on TV and said, hey, I know he wants a lot of money. I know he deserves a lot of money. But I don't know if I'm going to give him a lot of money. So you're sitting there willingly admitting on camera that he is, he's your defense without Chris Jones. Y'all ain't got it. Y'all don't win. Y'all don't win these two Super Bowls and you don't have anything going forward. Just for me personally, I think we can get him. It's, it might take a lot. It might cost a lot, but I think we can get him. And I think that his pass rush would do for Baltimore 10 times more than it would do for Kansas city. I know he's going to be expensive. I know we may have to give up some assets. Hey, hate to say it, I trade Queen for him and whatever draft picks they wanted. But I just think he takes our pass rush to another level. And now that circumvents 
what we have going on in the secondary because Kansas City played five rookies last year. Five rookies in the defensive backfield. Five. All because you have one guy. And I know they had Frank Clark and they had Nick Bolton and some other pieces there, but all because you got one guy. Look at this. Look at this. Last season amongst defensive tackles, 15 and a half sacks, ranking first. QB hits, 20th, ranking first. Pressures, 45, ranking first. Tackles for losses, 17, which ranks second. Tell me, tell me this guy would not help ensure that the Vince Lombardi trophy comes to Baltimore. Megan, he's not coming to Seattle. I'm sorry, he's not. All I know is Geno Smith better ball out for me because I drafted him on my fantasy team. That's all I'm saying. I mean, listen, Travis Jones, he can stay. He can stay. But, no, I just think that Chris Jones, Chris Jones could just take us over the top. I mean, you got Lamar on offense. You got Chris and Marlon and Marcus leading the defense. Odell stays healthy. Bateman stays healthy. Who's going to stop us? Who's going to beat us? With that kind of production from one guy, he changes the whole landscape, the whole outlook of your team. And he's he's still like, what, 28, 29 years old? <laughs> this man's not Dairy Queen. His name is Patrick Queen, sir. Let's not do that. What are we drafting so early? What are we drafting early, Coach? No, we're not, we're not drafting. Oh, if you're talking about the, something else? Yeah, he's 29 years old. He still has years left. Listen, you you bite the bullet. Either you pay you listen, give him his listen, give him 28 mil a year, 29 mil a year. For so what? Do a two, three-year deal. Give him an extension. I don't care. Win a couple Super Bowls, it'll be well worth it. And then you move on for there. You restructure, you do whatever you need to do. My thing is stop paying for a whole lot of money for a bunch of retrades. I'll take one guy at 30 mil, then sign in three guys that we're gonna cut. For six, seven mil a piece later in the season. Like, I'll take that. So, yeah, Chris Jones. Yes, he's the guy for me. All right, let's move on to Hater Aid. Hater Aid. All right, so there's some times in life when you sit back and you realize that there are haters in this world. And you're like, oh, you know, there's a bunch of haters everywhere. I got haters in my own circle. It is what it is. But then you realize there are more haters than one. Because in the beginning of the week, I had one hater. But this week, I got two. First hater, we just going to gloss over because everybody knows I hate D.C. First hater are the Washington Commies players. Like, what? You got these guys being pay paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. Tell them, oh, this guy coaches me too hard. Like, What? What? Try working a nine-to-five for $13 an hour in the hot sun every day. Let me know how tough that is. And I'm not saying football is easy, but this guy's coaching you too hard. He's yelling at you hard. Try joining the military. Try being in that and seeing what they have going on. But I digress. Those were the original haters of the week. Now I found some new haters. And it's just like this team, and I know I don't want no flag from you, Ron. Like I don't want no smoke, Ron. But – some teams cannot enjoy prosperity. Some teams 
cannot enjoy the fruits of their labors. They don't enjoy winning. They always have to find something to hold themselves back. So the real winners, the honest winners of haters of the week, it's got to be the Baltimore Orioles. My home team in baseball that nobody likes or talks about, but my home team, they have to be the haters of the week. And the reason the Baltimore Orioles are the haters of the week is because they suspended their announcer. And why did they suspend their announcer, do you ask? I'm about to show you. Brandon Hyde has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in, but the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 20. So I know that you asked. I know that you asked. What did he do? He didn't do anything. He reported what they gave him. The crazy part about this is they gave him the information. They made the graphics. But Peter Angelos is, I think, his oldest son, one of his sons. We're not talking about baseball. We're talking about the Haterade, Jay. His oldest son didn't like the fact that he pointed out that the Baltimore Orioles never won in, in Tampa Bay Stadium. Even though they gave him the information, they gave him the material. They suspended him. So you say, you know what, that's crazy. That's wow, man. But it gets worse. And this is what really made them haters of the week. So it gets worse. So while they suspended him, they also had to bring him back to do the radio portion of the show. Why did he have to do the radio portion? Because they suspended their radio man. And you say, Hendo, why would they suspend the radio guy? Because he was not wearing a, a, a Baltimore Orioles team shirt while reporting on the radio, which nobody saw. Make that make sense. So they had to bring Kevin Brown back and have him do the radio show. Like, this team is just, like, they can't take the fact that they're winning once again, that they're leading the AL East. They can't take that. They have to do something to muck it up. You know, some people just don't feel comfortable in winning situations. So, you know, the next game, this is what happened with the crowd. Made it look easy. Good athletes can do that, Debo. You yeah. did I, I think that's one of the best defensive plays in the game of baseball. Stadium went crazy. Like it just it just blows my mind. But the Baltimore Orioles are the Baltimore Orioles. And we'll just leave that there. All right. Man, we have been here for almost 14 minutes. I had not planned on going this long. But hey, had some stuff to get out the way. Had some topics to go over. And the last topic of today, which I know y'all are gonna love. Pat Hard E R Richard. Ricard, I'm sorry, is off the pup list. He came off the pup list on Monday, and instead of him going back to his normal fullback routine, they tried him out at the offensive line. How much sense does that make? I don't know. Is this telling us that there is a problem at left guard? Because throughout the offseason, the Baltimore Ravens have tried everyone at left guard. I think I think Stout was there. I think um, – Tyler Batty came back to play left guard. Like, they just brought everybody in, and I'm not sure if it's working out. I know John Simpson is supposed to be taking first-team reps this week and next week, 
But for you to bring Ricard back off of the physically unable to perform list and throw him into offensive line drills, I think that says a lot. Um, it either says one of two things. We have a private left guard and this team is just not going to be able to function properly or John Harbaugh takes care of his own. I think it's more of the latter. I think that John Harbaugh is trying to find a place for Pat Ricard because he's one of his guys and he's trying to justify his four or five, six million dollar salary. Now, for me personally, I just don't think that he have he has a place in Todd Monk's offense. Like there is no place for a fullback. I don't know why he and Ben Mason are still on the team. I just think that John Harbaugh refuses to give in and say, you know what? I'm dumb for running this offense for so long. Let me get into modern times and let me start doing the things that are supposed to be done. So if you say, hey, but we need the blocking, you know, we need the catches out the backfield. That's what Charlie. That's where Charlie Kolar comes in. He hasn't done anything last year. Put him at H back. He's been working on his blocking all off season. Let him get a chance to do it. I mean, Pat Ricard does not block that well to me. Like y'all can say that he's this great blocker, but just watch it. Just watch that Cincinnati game. I think it was on that four from one or the Buffalo game four from one. He missed the dude completely. Like he just whiffed. How can you be that big and whiff on somebody? Like I don't get it. I don't think that he's worth the money. So if you need somebody in there. Just put just put Charlie Kolar in. And I think that he can make up the difference. We save a little bit of money that can go toward getting Chris Jones. Don't hold me to it, but I mean, hey. What's going on, Julian? How you feeling? Thank you for driving by. Says gotta get a grudge match at left guard between hard, hard R card and FA Giro. Giro, listen, Giro is enjoying life. Giro, listen, Giro is sitting at home thinking, man. How many times can I fleece the NFL? How many times can I go ahead and get a contract when I have not changed my offense in 15 years? I've been running the same offense since I came in the NFL. I have not changed one thing, one wrinkle, one design, one concept. And the Ravens last year made me the highest paid offensive coordinator. Like, he's enjoying life. He's he's uh, he's the poor man's Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingberry's on islands with his girl just doing island-type things. Giro just sitting in the house eating snacks, enjoying his money. You know what I mean? So there's that. Chuck Lady Cap says, I admit to being a hater and loving it. I hate Drake, the Bengals, anybody who says stupid stuff about Lamar. All of these things are facts, Chuck Lady Cap. And I can, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know if I hate Drake. I just don't think he's very talented. That's just me. Don't know if I hate it, but we all know who I hate. We all who know who, who we're not. We're not going to play around here. Like, we ain't doing that. You're right. That is an insult to Cliff Kingsbury. I apologize. Nah, it's not. Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury was not a good head coach. He was not even a good offensive coordinator. He lost in college and the Arizona Cardinals doing Arizona type things. Thought that they were going to bring him in and something was going to change. Like, how did you think that? He could. I don't even want to get into that. Like. The, the weapons that he had in college that he couldn't win with. And you thought that you were giving him Kyle Murray and a horrible offensive line and an even, a drunk GM. A GM who's a drunk that doesn't know what he's doing. A franchise that hasn't been good since, I think the last time the Cardinals won a title, forgive me, but I think it was 1957. 1957, I think it was the last time that they actually won a title in the league. And Arizona Cardinal fans have a lot to say. Like, they got a lot of mouth. They're running their mouths a lot on Twitter 
for a franchise that just went from Arizona to Phoenix to St. Louis to wherever else they've been to. Like, yeah. Oh, Megan, I don't upset me. I don't get upset. I'm happy. I'm actually happy because I'm back streaming again. Like, I missed y'all. I'm very happy. I'm very excited to be back. Um, like I said, I have some streams to make up because it's been 11 days. I've been in a full month. No streams. We'll make it up. But listen, let me see. Is that all I have for y'all today? I think it might be all I got for y'all today. Hmm, we did that. We did that. We did that. Huh? That is the show for today. Um, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. I was feeling a little, you know, I don't know. It's just sometimes you, you get that feeling like you don't want to stream. What's up, LL? How you feeling? Glad you could join us. Um, just get that feeling like you don't want to stream. Like, I wasn't down. I'm, I'm not burnt out. You know what I'm saying? It's just, mm, just times where I'm like, you know what? Everybody's reporting on everything. And I watch a lot of YouTube, a lot of YouTube. And there are a lot of new Ravens content creators out there. Make sure y'all go support them. Just make their Ravens. If they're about the Ravens, they're for the Ravens. Go support them. I don't care how small they are. I don't care what they're talking about. Unless they're talking reckless. Unless they're out here running them out. like real reckless. Go support these dudes. I support everybody. Like, I don't care. I support them all because they're talking about the team that I love. Um, I like to get everybody's perspective. I like to get everybody's thought processes and and how they view the team because not everybody views the team through purple glasses thinking that they make all the right moves and there are people that feel like they make all the wrong moves i don't think they make all the wrong moves i'm in between like it could do better like if you really want to win the super bowl you can do better so make sure you go out there and support all of your raven content creators because i'm tired of getting i'm tired i'm tired of losing i don't like i'm not a good i'm not a good loser i hate losing and we're losing to other fan bases other fan bases are out supporting their team. Not you guys, because you're always here. You're always in lunch break. You're always with Coach, Mike, everybody else. Like, y'all do y'all thing. But it's just the others. Make sure y'all spread the word. Support all Ravens content creators. Support people on YouTube, period, because this is this is not easy. You know, it's not for everybody, but it takes courage. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to set up a stream. Like, sometimes people will hit me up. And I'll say, hey, I want you to stream. They'll when I when I when I did patron requested streams, I don't do those anymore. They're done. But when I did them, they would be like, hey, I need you to stream today about this, 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 and this. And I'd be like, cool. And then 20 minutes later, they'd be like, why are you not streaming? Because you got to set it up. Like you don't just go in and hit record to set up a stream. Like there's so many things in the background that you got to do that you got to set up. So make sure y'all support who you can. Like if y'all have channels out there, I'm glad to support y'all. Like I'm not a hater. I love support i love the fact that we have this tight-knit community and i think that's what makes it easy for me to get on here and do this because i hate being on here by myself like i hate being on here by myself and megan you should start a strength you should start a channel and trust me you have a lot of support coming from this direction but yeah i'm just like mm, i hate doing this solo but y'all make it so easy y'all make it so comfortable like my thing is I think my problem is I look too much to try to be perfect. And that's been from a, from a childhood, from the way that I grew up. I think I want to try to make things too perfect and I hate mistakes and slip ups and I get so down on myself. 
that I'm just like, if it's not perfect, then why do it? Because I want to entertain y'all. I want to make changes. I want to grow, progress, and, and just do things to make this a better experience, y'all. Like, I'm going into my second. This is my second NFL season that I'm a start, that I'm a YouTuber. It's just, it feels kind of weird to say. Um, this is my second season, and I want to make things better. I'm trying to reach out to people from different teams to to kind of cross stream with so it's not just me talking about our team and the next team i want kind of an expert from the other side to give their opinion so we can go back and forth because i want y'all not all y'all but i want a lot of y'all to learn football not just the ravens like football like when you know about all teams you see things a little bit different like if you see how other teams move if you see how john snyder moves you know you, you you learn some things. If you see how Howie Rosen moves, you're like, oh, snap. We could have done that. We could have been in the Super Bowl years ago if we did these things. Like, I just want, you know, I'm saying, oh, shout out to Megan. She said, uh, if you ever want to chat, Hawks, Ravens, let me know. Do we play y'all this year? Because, yeah, we do play y'all this year. I think we play y'all here. I'm not mistaken. Of course, we can talk. Listen, we can talk that. We can talk that talk. You know, that'll be one time I give you a whole bunch of flack and talk smack about your quarterback. You know what I'm saying? They wrote him off and he got all the messages. He just didn't open them. I'm just saying. So 50 minutes in, November 5th, let's go. Listen, tomorrow night, I know Coach Evans is streaming, is, is live streaming. You're live streaming, right, Coach? He's live streaming the game tomorrow night or watch along, so to speak, or as much as watch along as you can be because you can't put it up on YouTube and they'll take it down. So. Coach is doing a watch along tomorrow night. Um, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listen, I will agree. Some people don't need to be on YouTube, but I give them so much credit for coming out of their shell and trying something. Like, not everybody will actually say, you know what? Let me hit that button. I've said this before, and I think they said it in a, in a Marvel movie. Like, Going online and having people kind of decipher and break down everything that you do is kind of like being an, a raw nerve that's exposed to the world. And anybody can just poke and prod and do what they want with it. And we as people, and I don't care how confident you are, there are times when you're like, Ooh, man, that wasn't nice at all. Because I know I was on lunch break. I take last week. And that one dude was like, you have the worst takes for a Ravens YouTuber ever. And I saw that and was like, Ooh, ouch dude's been hurt by somebody so shout out to anybody that does this shout out to anybody that tries and if you're not good you're not good but the, here's the thing about it when i did listen if y'all go back and watch my first video i'm not saying that i'm good now that right there was some terrible stuff like it was horrible horrible like terrible so you can learn you can get better you know what i mean so it's not for everybody but at least try it because trust me, you got somebody to support you right here. I support everybody. I love support people because that's what life is about, helping people get better. Y'all helped me grow. Y'all helped me evolve into something else, into somebody else. Like, I hate, I hate, I hate talking on camera. But the crazy part is I can talk to you all day in person. Like, we can hold a conversation five hours. But, hey, do your thing. Support the people. Support anybody. I don't care if they're talking about Ravens or not. If there's somebody out there putting themselves out there, just support them. And once again, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. I love this community. And I've missed y'all over these last 11 days. Oh, So I got to do better. I'm going to do better because of you. 
I'm gonna be better. I'll say that. Um, Big Reg, Jada Six, Jared Green, y'all gonna get there. Y'all gonna get there. Um, I'm rambling on right now. I don't know why. Because I honestly, I don't want to stop streaming right now. Like, I'm in a mood that I want to keep going, but I'll probably just keep babbling and rambling on. I know that football, preseason football is on tonight. Um, I don't know what game's on tonight. I haven't really been in tune with, with the sporting aspect of things this last week, but it's some preseason tonight. We got some preseason tomorrow. We are a week closer to the game. And like I said, don't forget, if you came in a little bit later, I'm going to probably organize a trip to, to tour Raven Stadium. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tour Raven Stadium sometime soon. I think I can take up to 25 people with me. And, yeah, appreciate you, Megan. Appreciate the support because Megan is a Seahawks fan. If y'all don't know, Megan is a Seahawks fan, and she just found us one day. She does, she does not have to support us like she does, and she really does support us. So it's all love. So, yeah, um, stadium tour, 25 people. I don't know how I'm going to do that or how I'm going to pick the 25 people. If there are 25 people interested, I'm going to do that. Also, I have an extra ticket to the Baltimore Ravens-Indianapolis Colts game. Don't know what I'm going to do with that extra ticket. I might raffle it off. I might do something special for a patron. I don't know. Because the people that I want to go probably aren't going to go. They don't want to go. I know my son. I love taking my son to football games, but he flakes on me every time. So I'm not even going to ask about that. Uh, Julie says, who would be your dream head coach for Baltimore? Right now? With the way it's constructed right now, um, I'll take Brian Flores because he's available to be a head coach. Brian Flores, I think just with his his discipline, I think this team lacks discipline. Uh, if you look what he did with the Miami Dolphins his last full year, um, he turned them around. Like He turned that team around even with a quarterback he didn't believe in. I think he would hire the right pieces to take this team. I would take a Sean McVay. Um, I'd take Mike Tomlin. To be quite honest with you, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin might be my first choice. We're never going to 500. So there there are uh, a bunch of head coaches that I would take that I just think I, I need I need a head coach that's versatile. I need a head coach that changes with the times. John Harbaugh, you, you give him credit if you like. I give him credit for some things. I don't give him credit for a lot. But he didn't change with the times. He changed because his quarterback said, I'm out. He changed because Lamar said, yo, trade me from here. I'm tired of this nonsense. You keep running in circles and doing the same thing and expecting different results, which is insanity. So I don't think I just needed I just need someone that doesn't conform to the old school notion. I don't need any Mike Martz's. I don't need any coaches that think like that. You know, Harbaugh can get up there and say, Me and Lamar are best friends, and we hang out. I call him and we talk about kids, all that. He can say all of that. But when it comes to this team, and how it's constructed, he's let it go far too long. He he stuck with his ways far too many years. And I just need somebody that is going to help take this team over the top. Yeah, man, everybody has Tomlin envy. But I just my thing is just you know he does what's the best for his organization. His listen, Tomlin's the Steelers organization feels about him like most people feel about Harbaugh with the Ravens, like. Steelers hate Mike Tomlin. Like, they think he's a terrible coach. They think he's a terrible coach. Like, they just – they want him gone. They think he's living off the success of Bill Cowher, who actually lived off the success of – um, what's his, what's the old guy's name? It escapes me, but it'll come back to me. But um, 
they don't like him. And they went with and I think that Mike Tomlin could do a lot. Look what listen, look what Mike Tomlin did. He he has in 17, I think he's been at 17 years, if I'm not mistaken. He doesn't have a losing season. He took a season with Duck Dodges, Duck Hodges, and Mason Rudolph and had a winning record. When John Harbaugh, Harbaugh was faced with these same situations, look at what we went through before we got Lamar. He couldn't win. Without a star defense and a star quarterback, John Harbaugh can't win. Like, it's what, and not even win. He just wasn't really good. Like, he just wasn't good at adjusting his team. So I just think that, you know, I'll I'll, I'll just take somebody. I'll take somebody that realizes this is an offensive league, and offense needs to be priority. Love defense, love stopping people, but you have to realize defense is stop people situationally. No defense in the league. I don't care how good they are, what players you have, consistently and constantly stops teams on a on a consistent basis. It's situational football. Chuck no, thank you. Chuck no on a consistent basis. So they that's why a lot of these defensive coordinators, and I'm waiting to see what the defensive coordinator from the Eagles does um over there, because most defensive coordinators fail as head coaches. If you look around the league, most defensive coordinators look at Mike Vrabel. Just look at these guys that prioritize getting defense over finding someone that can progress with their quarterback. Because quarterback is a franchise. Quarterback is the pillar of the NFL. They make the teams go. Coaches don't realize that. I don't think that John Harbaugh really, really realized that until Lamar said, all right, bro, I'm out. You and Anthony Brown and Tyler Huntley can have a nice life together. Deuces. And then John Harbaugh said, hey, I don't like this feeling. Like I don't, I don't like this feel like something don't feel right to the point where now I guess Steve Bishotti is coming out and he broke his silence with the Lions the other day talking about, yeah, you know, it was always that we were going to uh, let people bid on Lamar, but we were going to outbid everybody. It almost made me cuss. When I, when I, when I read that, that almost made me cuss because you're the guy that was like, Hey, this Deshaun Watson situation kind of messed things up, and I don't know how we're going to carry on with this. So if somebody would offer him close to a fully guaranteed contract, Bashadi's now saying he would have mashed it and gone over to secure his quarterback. BS. The contract signed, sir. Stop blowing smoke. Listen, do not blow smoke up my ass and tell me it's foggy outside. Don't do it. Let me find out on my own. Don't BS me. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. All right. 59 minutes, an hour. The show is supposed to be a half an hour long. Cursing is not natural, sir. I mean, at one point it was. In military it was. You know, that's why the phrase curse like a sailor, certain things like that. But show's supposed to be a half hour long. It's still 30 people in here rocking with me. I appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate the love that you show me. I appreciate the love that you've shown all of my peoples. Like, the way to my heart is how you treat those around me. And guys that I rock with, Coach, Rodney, Jose, Mike, Rage, Bazell, everybody, everybody, Chris, Dre, that's that's how you get to me, by treating the people around me well. Just like they say, when you when you date someone, don't, don't look at how they treat you. Look at how they treat waiters. Look at how they treat wait staff. Because of course they're going to be nice to you. They're playing a role. If they're nice to you, but then they're rude to other people serving them, that kind of tells you who they are. So if you're nice to the people around me, you have my loyalty and I'll do whatever. I just might bring back the patron requested streams. So yeah, hour for a half hour show. 
it's been fun. Like, it's really been fun for me. Like, I didn't want to do it. But once I started, it's good. It's good. I'm glad that I did it. And maybe might do something tomorrow. Oh, man, I'm freezing. I'm freezing. Like, listen. And I hate to leave on this note, but StreamYard, your days are numbered. Your days are numbered. Because you're going to say to me, it's my internet. I work for the cable company. I know my internet's good. I'm directly connected. I'm hardwired to my computer. I don't have anything open but this right here, and it's still freezing. So StreamYard, your days are numbered. I watched some other YouTubers the last few days, some more high-profile YouTubers than myself, than myself, that has like a huge following. They were freezing too, and they use StreamYard. So please don't tell us it's all of us. Fix your stuff before we find something else. Your days are numbered. But appreciate you all. Appreciate you all. Megan, I will hit you up in the Discord, in the DM, so we can set something up for that stream. Um, calm down, Yolanda. It's possible. Maybe. I didn't say for certain. Might be. Certain people abuse their powers. Some people abuse their powers, so it might be. Maybe maybe his patron request streams are back for new patrons only going forward after today. Or today going forward. Right now going forward. So, listen. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all for rocking with me. It has been a blast. This last hour has been a blast. And I think I needed this to kind of get me back into the fold. And it's not Sunday, so I'm not going to say my saying. But I'll probably see y'all tomorrow. I probably will see y'all tomorrow. And once again, your boy's out. Thank y'all.